Welcome to a message of grace. In today's message, Pastor Bruce Gellhorn looks at a number of the meanings of the word repent and what it can mean in our daily lives. Let's have a listen. Our first lesson today is from the Old Testament prophet Zephaniah. Zephaniah prophesied in the days of Josiah, king of Judah, which means he prophesied between 641 B.C. and about 610 B.C. Jeremiah was one of his contemporaries, and he and Jeremiah had much in common. Zephaniah spoke out boldly against the religious and moral and ethical corruption of the Israelites. Corruption that had even entered and penetrated into the sanctuary itself. This short book in the Old Testament is only three chapters long. It is mostly a message of judgment for sin. However, the reading we have today comes from the conclusion of the book, so we don't hear a lot of that judgment. What we hear is the hope, that hope that can be realized when people realize their failure. It is then that judgment is removed. Enemies are turned away, calamity averted. Zephaniah refers to the people of Jerusalem in the warmest terms, referring to them as daughter, God renewing God's love for them, gathering them in and bringing them home. On this third Sunday of Advent, the question for us is, how does God bring us home during this season of preparation? Let us listen. A reading from Zephaniah. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time, and I will save the lame and gather the outcast, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time I will bring you home, at the time when I gather you. For I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth, when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The email comes into our inbox. Something is posted on social media. Some well-meaning Christian taking a stance on Islam. Secular assault against Christmas, and very often these emails are loaded with Xenophobia, racism, homophobia, written by Christians. 
It's uh, obvious they never read Paul's words to the Christians in Philippi. This letter was written about 62 AD, and Paul to these Christians says, let your gentleness be known to everyone. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. God's words to us today. Let us listen. A reading from Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Holy Gospel according to the third chapter of St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to ourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able to raise from these stones children of Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. And every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The crowds asked him, What then should we do? And he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount that is prescribed to you. Soldiers also asked him, And what should we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation on all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming, and I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hands to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations he proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There he stood in the middle of the pathway, disheveled hair, worn, faded blue jeans, running shoes that were kind of worn out, wearing a placard, repent, the end is near, holding out 
tracts that he was trying to hand out to people who passed by. It was Sioux City, Iowa, some six or seven years ago, and I had gone down there along with about 15,000 other cyclists to do the rag ride. And there he was in the middle of the roadway when we were walking to register. I, uh, I made sure I didn't make eye contact with him. I walked by on the other side. But some people did, and some people took his tracts, and they were laying all over the ground. But there he was in the midst of all the hubbub and all these people. Yet in our reading today, John the Baptist is not in the middle of Jerusalem. He's in the wilderness. He's not very easy to get to. But yet, being out there in the wilderness, he had something that uh, we at Grace Lutheran don't have. Lots of parking. (laughs) You would think that because people went out, he had words to soothe one's soul. But no, he doesn't even speak a word to soothe their soul. His words are very harsh. You brood of vipers, you bunch of snakes, who warned you? Who warned you? Not very kind words to begin a message with at all, are they? And then he continues on. Don't presume that you are because you are Abraham's great, 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 great grandchild that you're already in. Don't presume that you are because you're a descendant of Abraham, you're already saved. If God wanted to, God could raise descendants of Abraham from these stones. Don't presume that because your parents went to church or your grandparents or because you've got a baptismal certificate in your special drawer at home that you're saved. A while back, I ran into somebody and uh, they were about my age. And they talked about how they taught Sunday school here, and they taught vacation Bible school here, and they went to church here regularly. And if you would have listened to them, you would have thought they were the greatest Grace Lutheran member. Now, you got to remember, I've been here a long time. I didn't even know who they were. Yet if you listened to them go on and on, you would think they were one of our greatest members. And John would say to them, don't presume that because of what you've done in the past or your parents have done in the past that you're in. Repent. Repent. Now, the repent that John was talking about was was a turning around. I know when we hear that word and when I hear it, I get a vision of some fire and hell brimstone preacher uh, pounding on the pulpit. Repent. But it was more of a, a gentle tone than that, more of a turn around, turn from your ways that was coming from John, as opposed to the hellfire and brimstone that we might think of. Turn from your ways, turn from your ways. And they've heard the call, they've heard the call to turn from their ways, and so the people say, what should we do? What should we do? And he says to them, basically the same thing Jesus tells us later, Take care of the poor, the hungry, the lonely. He says, if you have two coats, give one of your coats to someone who has none. And if you have lots of food, give some of your food to somebody who has none. 
And then the tax collectors, too, they come with the same question. What should we do? And uh, he says to them, don't collect any more than you're due. Now, one of the things that we don't realize is how the system worked back then. The way the system worked is Rome would come in and take one of the locals to be a tax collector. So the people who were tax collectors were Jewish people that were hired by Rome. And Rome would say to them, here is how much revenue we want from your area. And then the tax collector would charge whatever taxes they chose to, to give their due to Rome. And they would add on a little bit more for their salary. The problem was that many of these tax collectors lived in the lap of luxury, like royalty. And the people knew the way they were doing that is because they were charging them more taxes than they really needed to. So they were hated. And so when they come saying, what should we do? John the Baptist says to them, don't charge any more than you do. And then the soldiers too, there's soldiers who have come out to hear him. What should we do? And basically he says to them, don't use your positions of power inappropriately. Don't use your position of power to extort money from people. The question they came with is, what should we do? They heard that call to repent, to turn from their ways, and they came asking, what should we do? Now, some of you aren't going to like what I'm about to say. Some of you are, on the other hand, are probably going to smile and nod because you know the truth in what I'm saying. In this text, when they've turned around from their ways, when they repented, they ask, what should we do? At Grace Lutheran, in this day and age, when we hear the call, our mantra is not, what should we do? But our mantra is, no, I can't find somebody else to repent, turn around. To hear the call of John the Baptist as we prepare in this season of Advent. To be so moved that we respond like the people of old, the tax collectors and soldiers. What should we do? We are preparing once again to celebrate the greatest gift. God's gift of love. The babe of Bethlehem. A baby is not threatening. God sent a baby so that there was not fear struck in our hearts. But it's God's gift of grace and love given to us. And John the Baptist comes to us on this third Sunday in Advent, helping us to prepare by calling us to repent and ask ourselves that question, not to ask the question to the person next to us, but ourselves. What am I called to do? What should I do? Amen. Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook. Peace be with you.